0: beautiful people, you are listening to the voice of David Odejai, I'm the host of the Half Court Hustle podcast and um, boy, let me tell you man, this night has been a good night man, it has been a good fantastic night and listen, I am up, what time is it now? It's about quarter past 12, I've just watched the Clippers Mavericks game, instant classic, um this episode is going to be a little bit more raw than you're used to. Like I'm just giving my first impressions from that wonderful game of basketball that we just saw. Uh, The LA Clippers falling to the Dallas Mavericks in overtime, 133 to 135. We'll be breaking that down and more. But before we get there, you know where to find me, Twitter, Instagram, use the handle at half court hustle. Give me a follow. Let's have a conversation. Let's keep it going people. Let's talk. Let's talk. Bruv, where do I start with that man? Like I I, I am <laughs> still shaking. It's mad. It's mad. Let's start with the score. Um Dallas beat the LA Clippers 135 to 133 in an overtime game in which Luka Doncic put up what might be one of the all-time great playoff performances. 40-point triple-double. I've got the numbers here. To be precise, 43 points, 17 rebounds, 13 assists. Absolutely filling up the box score. And to top it off, cherry on the cake, hitting the game-winner, buzzer-beating, walk-off three. My goodness, man. Like, what What a shot. What a shot. And And right there, what you saw from that man, was him saying, "Listen, I'm not the fut- I'm not just the future of this league. I'm here and I'm on top now, and I'm here to stay." That was an absolute classic of a performance, and that ties up the series. Dallas now uh, level with the Clippers, two games apiece, and all of this without Kristaps Porzingis. KP didn't even play. He didn't step onto the floor. And the Mavericks were able to get it done. Not only were they able to get it done, but they were able to get it done, having been down by as much as 21 points in this game. The Clippers leapt out in that first and second quarter, punched Dallas in the mouth. And, you know, there was a moment where I was sort of thinking, oh, Dallas are looking a little bit shaky here. Lucas sprained his ankle in game three. And he was walking on it a little bit gingerly in in um, points. I can't remember if it was the second or the third quarter. It was some point in the second where, uh, you know, he was kind of limping on it slightly. And I just sort of thought, ooh, like, is that going to bother him? Obviously, it didn't. Um, so Dallas there with a, with a fantastic fight back. And if you are the LA Clippers right now, you've got to be asking yourself some serious questions because this team is meant to be they're meant to be one of the favourites for the title. And at the moment, I'm just not seeing it. I'm just not seeing it. Because honestly, let me not take anything away from from, from Dallas because they've been the best offence in the league all season. We know that they can score. And even if you get out to a good lead against them, you know, Doncic is just able to find his guys and put them in positions to score. Um, but this is a game where, you know, the Clippers, they went up by 21. Great, great opening from Kawhi, who came out looking strong from from the mid-range. Uh, Lou Will came off the bench scoring in bunches. Ivica Zubac was finishing his chances well. So, you know, the Clippers were firing off early. But then once Dallas started to rally, once Trey Burke started to get going, once Luka Doncic was just, you know eating the Clippers alive in pick and rolls and just getting to the basket at will. There was a point where Dallas reeled off a 20-something point run. It should have been obvious to everybody in the building. It was obvious to me that, you know, there had to be a timeout called. Um, And Doc Rivers just didn't call the timeout. And the Clippers went ice cold. Pretty much everybody outside Of Lou Williams had a terrible shooting night, terrible shooting night, and you know not to not to pick on this guy because there'll be plenty of people wanting to do that. But poor George, man, playoff P, pandemic P, call him whatever you want to call him, three of fourteen, one for seven from three point lands, nine points. It's just it's just not good enough. It's just not good enough. And look, shooters have bad shooting nights. That's fine. But God, like drive, get yourself to the line, get yourself shooting free throws, like just do something that will put your team in a position to compete. And he just didn't, he just didn't do that. And like every time he he got the ball, he was looking to pass, especially late in the game. You could just tell the confidence wasn't there. Dallas got some good performances some great performances really out of uh, some of their complimentary pieces. Seth Curry came out, had it cracking. He had a really efficient shooting night. But Trey Burke really stole the show. He He's a speedy guy, man. That, that guy has handles. He's quick. You know, there, there was one particular possession where he crossed up Kawhi Leonard, who's not as quick as he used to be not as uh, light on his feet as he used to be, still a ferocious defender, but he still gets burned by quicker guards every now and again. And Trey Burke absolutely ate his lunch, crossed him up, went uh, on the other side of the hoop for a finish. He was just slicing up the clippers. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. as well, um, nailing bombs from the three-point range, as was uh, Finney Smith. Really like an all-round shooting effort. Even Boban Marjanovic, in the limited minutes, he got looked pretty sharp as well. So like an all-around good game from, from, from Dallas. Um, they went from a 21-point uh, deficit all the way up to an 8-point lead. They had the lead for much of that fourth quarter. Um, but the Clippers pulled their way back into the game off the back of some hot shooting from Kawhi Leonard late in that fourth quarter. He had back-to-back threes. Uh, really pulled off like eight points in a row. Um, Reggie Jackson stepped in as well. Um, Lou Williams got to the line late to tie up the game. Uh, Had the chance to put the Clippers up by one, but missed that final free throw. Um, Then, you know, the game goes to to overtime. The two teams trade buckets. And then Kawhi Leonard, to finish off the game, drove, kicked out to Marcus Morris, who's in the corner, and he hit a dagger. Of, he hit a dagger of a three, and I, th- I was really thinking, now this is this is it." Um, but then Luca stepped up and was like, "No, not on my watch." I saw at the top of the key, step back three, and ah, oh, just just absolutely ice cold, ice cold. Right, w- one of the biggest shots of the year, absolutely insane. And yeah, that's it. Game. T- this series is tied up to a piece, and. Boy, I think if you're a Dallas fan, you're like, we need to get Chris Stapps, Paul Zingis back. We need to get him back because this series is wide open. Like, it is really up for grabs now because if you're looking at this Clippers team, you're looking at a Paul George who is like MIA, completely gone, uh, missing in action. I'm not sure what's happening with him in this series, to be honest. And... Outside of Lou Williams, how much help does Kawhi Leonard have? You got Landry Shamut, and you know, look, I, I rate him as a as a player, but he didn't really have it going today. And are you going to be able to rely on him to be uh, a second or third scoring option consistently in a way that's going to win you the game over a Dallas Mavericks team that is just able to score like almost nobody else in the league can? I don't know, man you could tell that the clippers were really missing patrick beverly in this series as well like luca just tore his way through the defense there was nobody who could stop him uh trey burke did the same like that that just dribble penetration really killed the clippers in this one and there you have it man like this series is anybody's it's really up for grabs and i cannot wait for the next game of basketball man it's going to be absolutely off the wall amazing So the other interesting series in the Western Conference, Houston Rockets and Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, Great game between those two on Saturday night with the Thunder taking an overtime game against the Rockets, 117 to 109. The Thunder really getting it done when it counted the most because they were staring a 3-0 deficit in the face. But they finished with a 15-0 run in that overtime to put the game out of reach. Chris Paul was massive and he hit clutch three after clutch three, especially in that uh, sort of final overtime sequence. Houston was getting killed on the offensive board in the final minutes and they just went ice cold when they needed to. It didn't help that um, James Harden fouled out in that final segment as well. Um, So yeah, again, another really really good, really competitive, like hard-fought game of basketball. Uh, and I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing from the, the bubble playoffs so far, I've got to tell you. Heroes of the box score. Chris Ball had 26 points, including two three-pointers to seal the deal in overtime. Dennis Schroeder was much better in this uh, game three than he was in, in the game two that I watched. He was much more aggressive and he actually managed to get to the line. I thought In game two, the Houston defense did a really good job of keeping Schroeder away from the basket, and that that led to trouble when the Thunder could not get their offense going. They didn't have much going in the half-court sets. Um, They slowed things down. They went to isolation moves, which they couldn't use to break down Houston's defense, but in this game, it was a different story. Schroeder was able to get to the rim and he had a great night as well, putting in 29 points with 10 of them coming in the fourth quarter. So yeah, now he he was definitely a big positive for the Thunder today. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he he's continuing to impress me. Like I'm a big fan of this guy and the, the better he plays, the worse that Paul George trade looks for the Clippers. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, you know, he had 23, this claim. He had a clutch three-pointer deep in that fourth quarter to put the Thunder up by one. So a great game for him. James Harden had, you know, at first glance, a good scoring night, putting up 38 points. But boy, did he have to work for those points. He, you know, continues to struggle a little bit from that three-point line. He's still making his way to the basket, getting fouled, getting to the three, uh, uh, free-throw line, you know, James Harden being James Harden, Um, but not the best shooting night from the field for him. Jeff Green for Houston, absolutely having a fantastic series. Like this guy is playing the basketball of his life, man. And the Thunder defense didn't have an answer for him. He was just like bombing away from three. He went five of eight from deep, putting in 22 points. And, And yeah, the Thunder just struggled to contain him. Not necessarily a big uh, box score line for this guy, but Lou Gens Dort, Lou Dort, man, like this guy is fun to watch because he is—he's a rookie, but he's already an elite defensive presence, man. Like the guy is super strong, quick, and he's just able to keep James Harden in front of him and just really make him work because he's big, he's strong, he's physical, he wears you down, and. He's a big part of the reason why Harden has had a, quite a few inefficient shooting nights in this particular series. So, like that guy has been playing, re- that guy's been playing really well. You know, the series is definitely not over yet. I was looking at that game two, thinking, oh, this Thunder team doesn't seem to have an answer for Houston because, you know, looking at that game two, um, Houston didn't shoot well from from three-point range they had missed 15 three-pointers in a row in that game Harden hadn't been shooting well at all but Houston managed to win and they managed to win with their defense as well so I was sort of thinking listen the Thunder just don't have the scoring punch to really lay a glove on this Houston team so I was thinking wow this this series is over really OKC okay, were able to to improve their offense really in this one um the Rockets just couldn't make shots when they needed to make shots and, you know, despite the the good performances we, we got out of um, Jeff Green and decent scoring performance from Harden, you know, Eric Gordon wasn't really efficient from the field. It, it just wasn't like a great shooting night for a lot of the Houston um, offensive pieces. We've definitely got a series on our hands here. And if OKC can, you know, continue to bring that energy, if Luke, Dort can continue to make life hard for James Harden if Schroeder can keep getting to the line and if Shea Gilgis can really like just stamp his his mark on the game offensively like I want to see a lot more usage from him to be honest um I can see this Thunder team really making this a closed series like I, I don't think this one is over yet at all so there you have it guys thank you for listening i just wanted to get a quick one out and and record my thoughts after that massive game between the clippers and dallas so yeah this one a bit fresh off the press but i will be back same time next week as always so don't forget instagram twitter at half Court hustle give me a follow Let's talk, let's talk, keep the conversation going. Other than that, guys, have a lovely week and I'll see you next time.